Welcome to the weekly podcast of Sunday Morning Live, led by Pastor Denise Suttles. You are listening to our live Sunday morning fellowship. We air live every Sunday morning. Please feel free to join us via Zoom. The meeting ID is notated on your podcast page. Now turn with me, please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Verses 29 through 32. While you're finding those verses, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 29 through 32. Let me ask you this. Does your life sometimes feel like it has no meaning? If you do feel like this sometimes, it's possible I want to let you know that or continue to ask the question, is it possible to renew your vision for life? In fact, let's just sum up our little talk with this one sentence. What is the real meaning of life? Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 29 through 32. Suppose no one raises from the dead. Then what will people do who were baptized for the dead? Suppose the dead are not raised at all. Then why are people baptizing them at all? And why would we put ourselves in danger every hour? I face death every day. That's the truth. And here is something you can just be sure of. I take pride in what Christ Jesus, our Lord, has done for you through my work. Did I fight wild animals in Ephesus with nothing more than human hopes? Then what have I gotten if the dead are not raised? Father, as we come and approach Your throne this morning. Oh, there are so many issues that are represented. As many issues as there are listeners. Hallelujah. We thank you that your hand is not short. And right now you are beginning the work of ministry. Father, you ask us to pray an intercessory prayer, but you do the work And we thank you as you begin to touch right now. Go yonder in that sick room. Roll back, oh God, the evidence of sickness in the name of Jesus. Normalize, oh God, that blood that has gone low. Touch, oh God, that head. Touch, oh God, that pain that's going on in the head, neck, and shoulder area because of a car accident. We especially pray for our youth today, the children. We're so concerned about our children and the way that they are being raised on technology and what the side effects are. Father, incubate these children. Protect them, cushion them in, be a padding in their life where there is one. This is your army for tomorrow are the children of the day. God, I pray that you would raise up workers that have wisdom on how to relate 
to the children. God, we pray for every name that we called out on our sick list. We thank you, oh God, for the recovery that has transpired. We thank you for the miracle in the testimonies that we heard this morning. So many that you had brought back from the door of death and they are still here. And now, God, we want to worship you. We want to praise you. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, that your spirit would speak to us. Not human words, not human effort, but oh God, your anointing, let it come forth this morning that we can hear, that we can see a revealed Shekinah word from the Lord. Oh God, get all the glory. Let it be all of you and none of me. I sit down and you stand up. Have your way in our lives, your will, your plan. We accept it graciously and by faith in Jesus name. Amen. We want to use for a topic this morning, find meaning in a meaningless world. Find meaning in a meaningless world. Or, it's all about him. It's all about him. We can answer the question, what is the real meaning of life? With several answers. But I think, if I can concise this, the real meaning of life consists in purpose. Not just any random purpose, but a good purpose, a wise purpose, a just and satisfying purpose, or quite frankly, a divine purpose, desi divine design for ourselves and the world. The meaning of life consists in the divine design for ourselves as individuals and for this world that we live in. So the whole question is... Does the world, with all its beauty and ugliness, gladness and groaning, love and hate, pleasure and pain, nobility and vulgarity, kindness and abuse, selfishness and sacrifice, is it possible for this crazy world that we live in can it have a wise, good, just, satisfying purpose under the providential and all-powerful hand of God? I think one of the common strategies of Satan, and you know that devil ain't nothing but a liar and a thief and a murderer. He steals, he steals truth from our mind. He kills the very soul. And one of his common strategies as it relates to us knowing the real meaning of life is for us to fixate our mind on possibilities that are not true. Here are a few of the lies that the devil will whisper to you. He'll say, this world is too wicked too scary 
for you to ever find happiness or real peace. Another lie that the devil will tell you is the Bible is outdated. The Bible's teachings are outdated. Just look at how most of the world believes and behaves. Millions of people can't be wrong, right? Another lie that the devil will tell you, you've tried and you've tried, but you are just no good and you are just not good enough. You're never going to make it home to be with God. <sighs> Those are just some of the things that he whispers to us. And you know the crazy part? Satan doesn't even care if you believe it or not. He just wants you to be fixated. He just wants you to focus on those off thoughts, to think about it all the time and to wonder if it might be true. He wants to steal from us any trace of confidence and knowledge we have that God is wise and good and just and holy and that God is working everything for his great purpose that's what the enemy does not want you to believe so my purpose my my purpose right now my purpose for you right now as the pastor of Sunday morning live is to pray for you is to pray for you that you will have power to resist the devil's lies. My purpose right now is to put a sword in your hand, the sword of the spirit so that you can do battle courageously and triumphantly against the forces of darkness. What is the sword? The sword of the spirit is the word of God. That's why we preach. That's why we teach. When God wrote his book, God knew what we would go through. God knew that sometime we would get down. He knew that we would suffer loss. He knew about our fallen mind and how it would get fixated on doubt and disbelief. So God wrote about the power and the triumph that we have in Christ, who is the very word become flesh. He wrote about these things over and over and over again in his word to help us. So what is the meaning of life? The meaning of life, according to God's word, is to know God and to know who God really is and to love him for all that he is in his son, Jesus Christ. You don't have to take a class. You don't have to go out and buy a series of books. It's very simple. Just know God. Just love God. Get to know God for all that he is in his son, Jesus Christ. It's that simple. And then once God has revealed Jesus to you, reflect the light of Jesus Christ back into this crazy world. That's our purpose. And all of it, all of us have been called in different ways to reflect the light to the world. Hallelujah. 
So the very Son of God died in our place and rose from the dead just so we could know God, just so we could enjoy God precisely that God, in spite of our sin, sent His only Son that we might know Him through His Son, Jesus Christ. The meaning of life is to know God, to enjoy God, and to get to know Him through His Son, Jesus Christ. And that way, someday we will see Him perfectly as He is. The meaning of life now. The meaning of life now. The purpose of life in this age. It's not for my comfort. The meaning of life now is not to escape from suffering. The meaning of life now is not the avoidance of loss or maximizing my physical pleasures or amassing lots of riches or trying to achieve fame or even claiming to have the right to never get sick and always have good health and lots of prosperity. That is not the meaning of life now. Those, those that, That's not what we have in this age. Pay attention, beloved. We must get the point. Sin entered the world because of the choice of mankind. And everything in the world was corrupted by sin. God's saving purposes rescued us from sin so that the original glorious and beautiful purposes of God's creation were propelled forward into the time when Christ would come and set everything right. The lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. Everything was made right. The, the, the very purpose of God, the plan of God has been displayed, but not yet. We have to live out his purpose every day. Our position, our position is perfection, but we are working toward that perfection in the refining fire that God takes us through every day. We are working toward a time of perfect peace, a new creation where there is no more dying, where there is no more loss, where there is no more disappointment, no more pain, and no more sin. That's why Romans 5 and 2 says we can rejoice in hope for what is yet to come. In fact, it is already, but not yet. But my hope takes me to the already. My hope causes me to rejoice in what shall be. Because right now, oh my God, I was talking to my daughter on the phone yesterday or day before. And all I could hear was sirens outside. My God. 
the inner city of Grand Rapids. Right now, we live in a very dark world. You can call it what you want, but sin has corrupted everything. Right now, we are going through a season of testing by refining fire. I know a lot of you on the phone are very, 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 very good people. And you seldom break any rules. I don't care how good you are and how well you've kept the rules. You've got to go through some refining fire. Because if this world was all we had, then yes, life would be meaningless. That's why it said in our text, let us eat and drink for tomorrow we die. If there is no resurrection of the dead, go ahead and live it up. There's, there is no purpose. But the apostle Paul also said, I consider that the sufferings of this present time, whatever it is that we've got to go through, are not even worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed in us. He said in the fourth chapter of 2 Corinthians, this light affliction, mm, this light affliction that I'm going through right now, the loss that I'm experiencing right now, the pain that I am experiencing right now, the impending doom that someday we will make our transition, this light momentary affliction is preparing us for the eternal weight of glory that is beyond anything that we can compare to on this earth. Listen to Peter in 1 Peter 1 and 5 through 7. By God's power, you are being guarded through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials so that the testing of your faith, which is more precious than gold, that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. The word said various trials. The words for various trials means all kinds. You're going to go through all kinds of trials. Literally, if you look at that original language, it means that many colors of trials and tests. What an amazing interpretation of this world and our place in it. The meaning of suffering of this life is the refining of our faith by the various fires and trials that we go through that we might know God in the fire, that we might love God in the fire, that we might show God that God is more precious to us than anything that we lost in the fire that the fire consumed. Beloved, Jesus Christ suffered precisely 
to bring us through these fiery trials of refinement and purification into the very presence of our God. Hallelujah. First Peter 3.18, Christ also suffered once for sins. The one who did what is right suffered for those who didn't do right. He suffered to bring you to God. His body was put to death, but the Holy Spirit brought him back to life. We are almost done. Let me end with an illustration. My grandmother, she used to work these jigsaw puzzles. They had a thousand itty bitty pieces. I would love to watch her when she would start a new puzzle. She would begin rather chaotic and pile all the pieces into the middle of the table. But what began as chaos went from chaos to beauty. What began as chaos went from chaos to order. And in the midst of the pile of the chaos, grandma kept working on that puzzle. Because she knew that one day the chaos would look like the picture on the box. Yes, the picture on the box was a kind of promise to her. Mm. Now, I don't have much patience now and didn't have patience then for such things and would usually ignore the card table with the puzzle pieces. But after a while, as I was running through the house, I would notice On the card table, there was a border, completely completed, the border. That's where she always started, was with the border. And But she didn't stop at the border. And once she got that border completed, I started paying attention. Mm. Grandma had purpose and her meaning came from the picture on the box. Yes, it was tedious and she kept putting pieces together. And I would say that many of you today, the pieces of your life are not coming together the way that you thought that they should. Maybe you are trying to fit a little piece in your puzzle that doesn't belong where you're trying to force it. Pray and ask God to show you where that peace belongs because that peace really does fit somewhere. You don't have to force the pieces of your life. Trust the promise that's on the box. The sufferings of this life are not even worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed. Look at the picture on the box. Others might feel like there have been moments in your life where pieces were missing. You feel incomplete. Sometimes you just don't feel right and you wonder why are there pieces missing in my life? As we stated at the onset, we are born in a broken world. Not just our world is broken, we are broken. And our lives need mending. Beloved, there there is, is a lot more to your life than that one missing piece that you cannot find right now. 
Life is about taking each day. Or in the case of our illustration, taking each individual puzzle piece and telling ourselves, you can't pick up but one piece at a time. Take that one little piece and tell yourself that this piece, I don't know where it goes. I don't understand it right now. I don't know why these things keep happening to me. But I know that this one piece, it has a perfect place and it has a purpose in my life. Sometimes staying with the process is even more frustrating and it takes so much patience and endurance. And if we listen to the enemy, sometimes we may wonder what is the purpose for this event in my life. In other words, where does this puzzle piece fit, beloved? In the puzzle making process, sometimes we only see one piece of the picture on the box. We only see one piece of God's master puzzle design. In fact, what you're looking at right now might look messy to you. But God is creating something good. You Listen to me. You can't put a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle together without looking at the picture on the box. Get your eye off that one piece and focus on the picture on the box. Right now, it might be hard for you to see the finished picture that God is designing for your life. We exist in a broken world with broken relationships and catastrophic events. Our actions can affect other pieces in the puzzle called life. You might think that life has no meaning, that nothing in the scheme of God's plan matters. But remember, every single event, no matter how small, every single piece has a place in God's final master plan. Hallelujah. There are some pieces in the wrong place right now. You tried to fit some pieces in places where they don't go, but one day all the pieces will fit in the right place when we allow God to be in charge of the plan. Let God lead you. He will keep you from missing any pieces in your puzzle. Everything about God is about everything. I almost use that as my title. Everything about God is about everything. In other words, everything about God relates to everything. Everything about God shapes everything. So the way we handle everything and the way we feel about everything and the way that we do everything should be about God. It's all about him. In other words, 
nothing in this world, absolutely nothing in this world has existence apart from God. And therefore, nothing in this world has meaning apart from God. God designed everything and created everything and holds everything in being and and governs everything for his purpose. The meaning of this life is his purpose. It's all about him. And his purpose will always include the display of the fullness of his glory. Beloved, everything is about God. If you have not received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you really have not found the real meaning of life. If you would like to join with me now by repenting of your sins and inviting Jesus Christ in as Lord of your life, pray this simple prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I have done many things that don't please you. I have lived my life for myself only. I am sorry and I repent. I ask you to forgive me. I believe that you died on the cross for me to save me. You did what I could not do for myself. I come to you now and ask you to take control of my life. I give it to you now. From this day forward, help me to live every day for you in a way that pleases you. If you prayed that simple prayer with me, please feel free to call me so I can discuss the first steps of salvation with you. You can reach me at 231 349 1046. God bless you.